0: The only change I ever see is the ticket prices. Is oh, <laughs> and it's, They go up. <laughs> yeah, it is thirty-five dollars to stand behind the goal. Thirty-five dollars to stand behind the goal. Not to mention the like fifty dollars you have to pay for parking. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways and not being the best. That just ain't for us. We're loud. We're proud we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people, for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. So, welcome everyone. If you're wondering why we're on Zoom, uh, I sent Jacob a text that if the earthquakes feel like they don't want to come to work, neither do I. So I didn't want to drive to his house and spend all the time we do setting up the thing if they didn't want to show up and play defense. So that's why we're doing Zoom, because this is much easier.
1: It's, it's a form of repayment for, for what they gave us.
0: I, I mean, we, we said it at the end of last podcast that we, we thought it was going to be rough. And then when I saw the lineups come out and I saw that it was Nanny and DK up top, I knew we were going to be in for a long night. But f- four minutes into a match, having our center back come out and run five miles per hour, aka his top speed, and, and <laughs> swing for the fences as if it was the kickball championship. I have meet- My TV is about... 10 seconds ahead of jacobs maybe five seconds so i start to text him and before i can finish the text he's already facetiming me (laughs) to talk about how much he hates younger
1: dude that was probably one of the worst attempts at a challenge i have ever seen
0: and we play pickup with some 60 year olds
1: i'm not even kidding that was pathetic (laughs) like
0: (laughs) so i i i don't know if you saw but i i think uh I was going to get to it later, but just in case I forget, uh, I think Jacob will be happy to hear this. I think that was officially the last we have seen of Youngworth. Um, I think it was very much a Vega situation where we kept him around for a while. And I think because he got subbed off at the 39th minute after the lightning delay, there were two subs. He was one of them. And on Instagram, usually after a loss or something, he's sending this big wilk bounce back this whatever like after every single one there there's been no instagram story there's been no nothing and then the earthquakes announced this morning that they signed a new center back named nathan i don't know if you saw that
1: no i didn't but that's music to my
0: ears yeah he's this 26 year old he it was a brazil youth national player for the u18 and u20 squad um he's 26 he was playing over in europe uh from some switzerland squad he looks big and he looks athletic um yeah, but again, you never know what the Quake's just showing his highlights. He was part of the Chapos scene, I forget how to pronounce their name, but the team that uh the Brazil team that had the plane crash. He was part of the rebuild squad for that, and then he went over to Switzerland. Um yeah, but he looks like pretty athletic and he's tall. Um I I just wonder if how that affects Alanis and Beeson or if we go to a three-back, or if it's just to get another person in the rotation. But I figured you'd uh you'd like to hear that, yeah, I mean,
1: I enjoy that news. I welcome that news, <laughs> however, I mean i Just I don't, don't I, yeah, I don't we'll understand see. why it took this long to make a switch. like yeah, we joke about Youngworth, but I really think that Beeson could have gotten some more minutes ahead of him, especially in the last few games. like I don't understand, but I mean, we'll see what happens. who knows um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see because. I mean although the defense was bad this past game I don't even know if that's our main issue at this moment in time. I don't know if you would agree with this but I I mean we we both know how bad our attack is of recent I think that's our main problem right now. Like Yunworth is Yunworth I hate Yunworth right but like we got to find a way to score.
0: I it it's frustrating from multiple standpoints cuz I just don't understand what's happening. About 30 seconds into the game, you can just see we are completely outclassed. Yeah. It's just just a different... There was just a different level of pressing and understanding of the game from Orlando. And we did a a very strict man-to-man system like we usually do. Marie was all over the place trying to follow Nanny. Which it just... When you have someone first off they have a lot higher quality players but when you have someone like nanny who's played in european championships and is genuinely like a smart player you can't be marking him like that because it will take him he's too smart he'll make two runs and it opens up the defense which it did yeah i mean he restarted the right and thompson starting the left and it just that was our big switch i guess but it just they were making runs and they were doing things they were just pulling us apart so easily and then after the second and third one came through there was a I think it was for DK's second, or maybe he got an assist on it. There were three of us and two of them, and all three of our, like, center backs at the time, I know they weren't center backs, but at the moment, they were just, like, kind of backpedaling and watching the guy with the ball, and then a run was coming in, and they all just watched the guy with the run go through, and they just passed the ball easily. It We might as well have been cones. Like, it was... A, Orlando, after, like, three or four goals, it looked like they didn't care too much, only if we somewhat got into their area which was once every 20 minutes and then they would turn it on like that and then just annihilate us but they looked like they were having a fun scrimmage after a while
1: yeah i completely agree i mean yeah some of our man marking was terrible like i mean i'll just touch on the nani thing again but like dude just putting marie on him I mean it's one thing to man mark but then he he wasn't tight enough either and as soon as you let Nani on the ball it was over and especially in and around the box he was so he was so crafty and it just we got exposed way too many times and I, yeah. and then like our, our runs in behind that we we just couldn't follow Dyke at all like <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's huge and like he's obviously fast but not the quickest guy ever yeah and and whoever our center backs were at the time I knew I knew Jutson was on him for a while but it was like it was way too easy way too easy
0: yeah I know at least give him like a a challenge right yeah it's it's ridiculous like I know Alanis and Youngworth don't have the most pace and like even Jutson, like when he was there but it was like it was just so frustrating and this man-to-man system we're doing it, it worked for a while but now I just feel like teams have learned how to deal with it and it's exposing us and that has got to be i I get we're probably pretty fit and that's like the one thing we have with this squad but it's like (laughs) it, it it's probably just tiring us out we're getting exposed and then we probably have no energy for our lack of offense we already have it's it's very frustrating we need to change a lot of things and i've been so pro almeida and believe the system and when I was watching this, I was so ready just to be like, I, "We we need to sell everything. We need to get rid of everything." It was ridiculous. I was I was doing my reviews per usual. I do them live during the game, and I record the game just in case. And I send Jacob a text about 20, 25 minutes in, and I'm like, "I I don't know how to give player ratings for this. Like, we literally aren't seeing the ball. We aren't pressing. We're doing this. so. I didn't do them again because they didn't want to show up to work. Neither did I." just assume an average of a 5.0 0. zero. Maybe a I zero. I literally was going to give them all zeros. Um and Youngworth a negative 7. But it was it was just so it was it was so frustrating to see I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was I thankfully I found out the only way to watch uh, you know what actually yeah we're going to get into this now. It's just the club as a whole it is it's it's so almost rude what they're doing and it's so different in America because we're about these franchises and about building these names and it is what it is if you're not one of them versus in England and we kind of talked about this when we were mentioning the super club a few weeks ago or uh, like a month or two ago now but it was it's more about the city and building community and stuff and you somewhat see that But it's just what you see with San Jose is so frustrating. If you look on their Instagram, it's like, last time we played this club, or look at this highlight. And then it's like, from 2007. (laughs) It's like that, and then it's still like a 2-3 loss or something. It's these goals. And the front office is making, uh, okay, I guess they bought someone today. But like before, there were no changes. Like, this is the first offseason. I feel like we've had some sort of buying. Like, you don't hear anything like, Yes, I get we spent, we're the smallest market and we spent a lot of our money on Almeida. And don't get me wrong, I get Wando is a, like a club legend and all these other things. But all this money we're spending on him and some of the like Fiero and Rios are making 600000 plus each. It is taking up our small budget and it looks like we don't hear any statements it's just ridiculous what's happening, and we don't see any changes. We don't hear anything. It's just always, oh, we'll bounce back. Oh, we'll do this. Like it, it, year after year of games smacked around, and we just don't hear or see anything about it.
1: Yeah, it's tricky because I, I think you're right. I, mean, I do think we need a restructuring of the club, and we need to establish a long term strategy. It's tricky, though, because Like, for example, Almeida has his moments, right? And the team has their moments where we get into the playoffs and then, unfortunately, go out. But it was an exciting game, and it looks like there was promise. But then we go into the season and have a couple good games, and we're here again where we get outclassed by better competition. So I think what I want to see from from the management, the upper management of the club, I want to see, like, some sort of strategy for going forward, in respect to reaching the next level I I think we're kind of just plateauing at this fringe spot you know where we're just on the cusp of something you know we have moments where it's like oh okay we made the playoffs or we barely qualified for the playoffs but now we have to think about how do we shift this team into a more consistent team that's, you know, easily qualifying for, qualifying for the playoffs, applying pressure to top teams because it always feels like we're the underdogs, right? And, you know, that's good and bad. It's good because you have a chip on your shoulder and all that, but it's bad because it's like, all right, well then what do we have to do to reach that next step, right? And I want to see that more from the club because you're right. I mean, we blow all their money on, you know, assets that probably aren't most effective for what
0: we're dealing with. I, I, I want to see a front office that cares about the club, it cares about the fans, it cares about winning and just seeing a change. The only change I ever see is the ticket prices. It's 30 oh, <laughs> and they it, go up. <laughs> yeah, it is $35 to stand behind the goal. $35 to stand behind the goal. Not to mention the like $50 you have to pay for parking and all these other things for the club. Who officially after today has the worst goals conceded record in the West with 17. I'm paying $35 to stand and watch the to watch my club be scored on the most like it's I, I get we're down bad and you have to find ways to earn money for the club. But maybe if you work on improving the quality people will want to go and see. I remember so vividly the 20 like 17 or 28 it was probably actually 2018 2019 season. We beginning of the season, nobody was going to the games per usual, you know. And that was when we were going in that big like losing streak. We had like we were like bottom four early on in the season and then we went on that huge winning streak to like get into like third or second place. You remember that? Yeah, like, halfway through the season. I remember like And then we went on a big away streak, and then the first home game back, packed stadium. Packed stadium. Absolutely full. People were celebrating before the game, after the game. It was amazing. People want to see winning teams. They don't want to come see bad things, especially in the Bay Area when we're used to having winning teams. We always have so many options. The Sharks are always great. We have two baseball teams to go root for we have two football teams we can go root for warriors while they sucked for a long time have become one of the greatest teams in these past years we always have something to root for so in a country that already doesn't care about soccer having one of the worst teams isn't helping so we need to find a way to structure the team to help and obviously we're not going to be getting these big name signings or really anyone invest in the academies and build something stop caring about oh well use the academies to make money how many academy players like actually have made it through or gone somewhere you and i both are good friends with an academy player who at 16 was on the u18 team got dropped because of all they cared about was money and now he doesn't play soccer anymore
1: (laughs) yeah we we both know multiple
0: horror stories of the earthquakes academy
1: yeah i mean i think the underlying theme of what you've just covered is you know all this you know kind of emanates from the club right the attitude the the this the i don't know just the pure vibe around the team around the club You, it has to start with the club i think because you're right in the world of american sports especially here you know we're very um fair weathered I would say where you're right you know the team does well then everybody wants to show up and stuff Ticket prices go up all that but you know you're right and then it has to start with the club you know we have to start producing results otherwise it's we're just going to stay at this forever we're going to stay in this gridlock forever because it's just it's so hard to jump start something without performances I think that we have to string together something and go on some sort of run because this is it's just hard to it's hard to progress from here i think
0: yeah and if you don't follow us on twitter at SJ, uh i'm in charge of the social media accounts and i had a banger of a tweet recently uh multiple likes <laughs> yeah and retweet and comments under it <laughs> um but i have it right here for everyone if this would just move out of the way so i could
1: those uh, statistics are uh, misleading. This was taken three minutes after the tweet. Just, just imagine now. It's got like thousands of retweets.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't. Do you see this little bar right here? <laughs> I do, but it's it's fairly small. Like it's, it's yeah, fairly... whatever. All right. Um. Actually, I want everyone to be able to see our logo. Technical difficulties. Um. So just to re- for those that are listening, here's the tweet. Just to remind everyone. We are in a six game winless run. We have one goal scored in the last six. We have 12 goals conceded in the last six. And this is the one that literally makes me sick to my stomach. And I think this is the one that really drives the point home. We have one point out of a possible 18 in our last six games, among other issues. It's simply inexcusable and something needs to be done. One point out of a possible 18. So when we're a team for the last three, two or three seasons where we've been missing playoffs or making playoffs by one point or by goal differential, when you've just dropped 17 points and you only needed three to make playoffs, it's runs like this that are ridiculous. And it's just frustrating to see that we have dropped 17 points in the span of a couple weeks. Obviously, we're not going to get all 18 points That's not who we are. We're not Seattle Sounders who are in a 10-game unbeaten streak. But if we got all of those 17 points, we'd be top of the table right now. If we got half of those points, we'd still be mid-table, top half of the mid-table. If we got a third of those points, we would still be in the playoff contention with a decent lead over some of the other people. But we've got one point out of 18.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just want to point out if you could pull that back out real quick. Yeah. Um, I the number that really makes me frustrated is the, it's the is the goal, four, um, statistic where it's one scored in the last six. I, I like I mentioned before, I, I think the defense. You know, this game was this past game was terrible for defense, but the one that's really bad is you only score one in the last six, you know, you're not going to get points. If you can't score, you're not going to win games. If you can't score, it's, it's obvious, but it's, it's so difficult for us to score right now. You know, sometimes you're going to have games that are going to be tight zero zero one one. But if we can't put any of that together, you know, the best we're hoping for right now is zero zero draws with the way we're attacking. I mean, You've got to find ways to score. It's it's unacceptable, and and I think what's frustrating for me is that we're on this huge like goalless run right now. We just can't put anything in the back of the net, and we're still putting Wando and Rios out there to start, and that's just inexcusable to me. It, it really makes me question, okay, why is Wando still playing still? I mean, we've had this conversation probably multiple times this this last season, but it's like, okay, you're, you're still extending Wando for all these contracts, I mean, one year contracts and paying him multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And then for what, I'm kind of confused. Is he a leader out there? I mean, I don't care at this point. I mean, it's hard to be a leader when you're not really doing anything
0: you're leaving like, them in the second worst record like
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's and i don't want to be too harsh on wando because obviously he's so old but it's like okay i understand he's a good vocal presence and everything but when you're a striker and you can't score it's 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 like okay what are you still doing i don't know
0: so like i said earlier we have the mls worst record in the west for 17 goals conceded, we've conceded 12 of those in the last six. And some people may be looking at this and be like, you guys are being too harsh. They're just going on a bad run. It's a bad string of games. And that's why I feel like the one out of 18 points really highlights that. But what's frustrating about that is we're not seeing changes. Yeah, there's, Yes, there's been changes to the lineup, but there really hasn't been much of a like overall change. It's very similar where we're seeing... We're not seeing a fire lit under their butts. We're not seeing anything from it, really. And we're not seeing, like, passion. We're not seeing this fight to try and get out of it. And it's just so frustrating. And we see it year after year after year after year. So this isn't just, ooh, we're having a bad run. We'll get back into it. It's more of when we're having the good games, we're really excited. And then as soon as we start losing again, it's like, ugh.
1: Yeah, and I just want to just want to repeat and echo what we mentioned at the beginning of the season, you know, we always bring up how we for some reason go on these these good streaks and then they're always accompanied by bad streaks. We always have these sorts of runs every year. And I think that's what's frustrating. I think that kind of is what you're trying to encapsulate because it's one thing if you have a bad run of games and and such, but. You know, it seems like this is a recurring theme each year where it happens all the time. And then at the end of the season, we look back and we think, OK, we barely made for the we barely made the playoffs. And now we're going to play the first seed or, OK, we just missed the playoffs. And we look back at the the games that we play and we think, OK, what games cost us points? And we look at these huge runs like this and we're like, OK, you cannot go one draw out of six games it's just not good enough and I think we have to keep that in mind this is a recurring theme
0: and we are probably some of the most understanding and like ask the least of our team like fans there has ever got to be in that like ever sports because I remember the first like it was probably I first season we were going on like a big losing streak or like a big like tie streak but we were scoring like two or three goals per game and like still losing or we were at least playing like really hard and like having like entertaining games but the other team was just getting it over us and we were like oh vega conceded this or uh oh, we were unlucky here but that was fun we had counter we did the we're not even seeing that now like we just asked for competition we just ask that you play hard like and we're just not even seeing that anymore
1: yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I look at the squad and I, I try to think of what, what do you even try to improve? Like, what what's our main needs going forward? Because I, I think you're right. I think there has to be some sort of structural change in the squad and I don't even know what's going on in the management. The The management isn't really public about the decisions and stuff, but I mean, to be fair, there haven't been many changes, like you said, but it, we can always analyze the squad. And I just think, okay, what's, what's the most needed upgrade and improvement. And I, I don't even know. There's so many, it's, it's, it's tough. Like what would you even recommend?
0: I mean, I guess so easy for anyone to say, Oh, do this, do that. And like, I'm just a college kid, right? Yeah. But, like, I look at this squad and I, I say, we're clearly fit. And that is our attribute. We don't have the highest IQ and we don't have the highest ability. We This man-to-man system isn't working anymore. I, I think we need to go to more zonal marking and a more defensive-minded team that's just, like, clogging up space and then that would like being really disciplined on defense and just forcing them wide, clogging up the middle. And then hopefully that can suck in enough pressure where we can use counter because that seems to be our only option. But I mean, it is what it is. But we got the game again. We got the Classico. I mean, how dare them even call it that (laughs) on uh, tomorrow? LA versus or LA Galaxy versus us. Uh, I'll be going to the game. You'll be... I'll be down in LA, actually. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to watch it. I mean, I guess you can watch it on Twitter, but...
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep up with it. I'll probably watch it, like...
0: Oh, that, that's something else I want to bring up. It is just, like... It is, like, when I was bringing up the point about anytime anything's on Instagram, it's, like, from 2007. We can't even stream games. We can't get... We're the only team in the area. There, There's no Warriors basketball going on. And we can't even... Get a, a, a game on TV. Everything has to be on this like Spanish channel or something else. And I get we're a very like Hispanic club and we're doing. And that's the culture that comes with the club. But you can't get our local broadcasting. We have like three local broadcasting stations and we can get one of them to go on it. The only way to stream our games are through Twitter or through the radio. Are you, are you kidding me? It's embarrassing. It's like we don't care. We just like. It, it, it's a joke. I, I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just nobody wants to watch. Yeah, um, probably. I don't blame them. The other thing, though, too, and I'm like, I I just thought about this. I was like, well, why, why aren't we playing more of the youth again? It seems like the last couple of games that's dried up, I, Almeida has clearly opted for more experience in the wake of this 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 terrible run we're on. But I think it could be better if we just go for these exciting players. I don't know, maybe throwing Haji or something like that. I don't know. I, I feel like we should switch it up, that's for sure.
0: I respect him for sticking with his guys and showing faith in them, but at a point like this there needs to be a statement made saying, look, this is unacceptable and it's you play hard and then you play. I don't care how many goals you've scored throughout your career. I don't care if you've been our best player in the past. I don't care if you're an international player. You show up to training, you play hard, you play. You show up to the games, you play hard, you continue to play. You don't perform, you don't play, you're subbed out. I don't care. I, I just don't. There needs to be a statement made by Almeida. And that's why I, I respect what he did with subbing off Youngworth and I forget who the other one was. Um. Yeah, I don't even remember. But I, I respect that at the 39th minute being like, this is ridiculous, this is how, like, dumb, like, get out of here. But I need to see more of that. No one's spot is safe. No one's spot is safe. And I have a feeling that the Quakes are a problem. I feel like the management is probably a problem with that. I feel like Jackson Ewell is going to be in the squad, and that is no matter what. And I'm not saying he played bad, and I'm not saying he needs to be subbed out. But I'm saying they probably look and they say, Jackson Ewell, and maybe even JT now, who again, I think should be start. both should be starting anyways. I think they look at them and they say, those are international players. They bring in the tickets, they do this, that, and the other. You play them no matter what their performance is. And that's such an American soccer thing to do to be like, Oh, they're on the national team or they're one of the favorites. So maybe they're not even our best players, but we're going to put them on the national team and we're going to give them the spotlight just because they're in the boy club that we've created. And it's, I, Again, I think they're some of our better players and they should be starting anyways, but I have a sneaking suspicion that there's a little boy club through American soccer. Actually, I know that's for true. Um, But I feel like they're part of it and I feel like there's a chance that the front office is saying, look, these players play.
1: I I think that obviously Yule and JT are probably some of our best players. I think that the main issue though is Almeida probably isn't given too much flexibility with his signings. Yeah. I'm not sure like you Well know. I mean
0: you, you say that, but like look at all the last last like seven signings we had other than this Nathan guy. They've all been previous players of his.
1: True, I guess so. I don't know. It just feels like we've locked in his players to such big contracts now. They're not gonna leave willingly.
0: Oh yeah, Nathan uh Nathan's on a three year deal with an option to buy for a fourth year.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I mean just, it's just kind of now we're in a spot where it's going to be difficult to make changes quickly um, to the squad, you know, as far as, like, a, a external, bringing in external talent. That we So we, I think they've got to look at what's going on within the squad internally, look at the younger players and see how they could rotate because I'm not sure there's going to be the ability to make
0: huge changes, really. I mean, I think yeah, I think we have the pieces we can work with. Like change the lineup, change players. Like, and I don't mean put Wando in a left mid or attack. Mid. I mean, really change things up. Switch Fiero for Wando. Yeah. Th- All right, this is frustrating. All right, we got the game versus Galaxy. Um, what are some what are some changes you want to see? Like, what are how do you? I mean, wanna- I
1: think I'll just emulate what I what I said prior. I want to see, instead of Wando out on the left, because I think Firo was hurt or whatever, I want to see a player like Hadji out there. I want to see a younger player, a little more exciting. I thought we were playing
0: Thompson there as well. Thompson,
1: I want to see some of that. I want to see, obviously, Espinosa, probably Trophies. And as far as the back line, I, I have no idea. That's the problem for this game, because I'm not sure how many other changes we can make at the front, maybe throwing Kikanovic or whatever. But as far as the back line, I, I don't know, man. Probably Alani stays for sure. The throw, I, I think throw- it's Lopez even. He's on
0: uh, he's on international,
1: dude. Right? Yeah, so that's toast. Um, well, Murray's been playing fine
0: for me. Murray's fine. UT, obviously. And then, PT, and then I think probably Beeson. Something. Like a throw on a right back. <laughs> Beeson. I, I mean, last time we played Galaxy, it was a 1-0 loss off an own goal. I believe Beeson had it, correct? Yeah, and, but, but I thought from. LA was having a bad game.
1: Yeah,
0: you they know? still should have
1: won that game.
0: Yeah, and hopefully we'll be a little bit more fueled. It's a pack. It's gonna be a packed stadium. It's gonna be the first fully open stadium, and I believe it's sold out. Um, at least that's what they're telling everyone. Okay. Um, I'll be sure to be loud and proud. <laughs> uh, as hard as it can be sometimes, when I'm there. But yeah, like you said, I, I God, it's tough. I. I would be fine. I don't think Nathan will be there in time.
1: No, that would be crazy, too.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Beeson and Alanis. But um, if Youngworth comes out, I just want to say this. If Youngworth is in the starting lineup, I
1: will actually flip out, dude. I'm not kidding.
0: I would like to see uh, Judson, Remedi, Yule, and Shofis all find a way to be in that midfield. Um, Cal- oh, Cal needs to be starting. I think yeah. he's off the bench. Yeah, I can't um, believe Wando just started over. Yeah, yeah, Wando and Salinas need to stay on the bench. Salinas has been a good sub. Bring him on. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought Salinas has actually been pretty well. Yeah, I'm pretty good this last Offensively few. Offensively, at least. Um, yeah, but, yeah, Ivanic or cool. Haji. It'd be nice to see an appearance from. I don't even know what what else we we have. Like, <laughs> it's it's frustrating. But,
1: you know, we'll see and, uh, and if in a day or so how we play. I mean, let's just hope that we can come out with something exciting following that terrible game against Orlando.
0: Yeah. Um, now we have our fan question for the week. This comes from Devin Perez. Hashtag ask Aftershock. What are your thoughts on how Almeida has shaped the Quakes, net positive or net negative? Um, you want to start?
1: Um, net positive for me, I think. I think there's been some really good moments compared to before he came. I think that at the end of the day, he has qualified for the playoffs. And and last year, we, we, we had a few good moments in the bubble and stuff. But I wouldn't say it's a huge net positive, though, either. I think that he's definitely had a positive influence on the club. I think that... In a lot of games, I know as of recent, it hasn't been great, but there have been a lot of memorable Almeida games where we've been able to score and and we've been able to control the game. I think that's one of the biggest influences he's had is that we've been able to possess it a lot more. And you obviously want that. You want to control the game. You want to have the ball. It's no fun defending the whole game. But at the same time, we do have terrible moments like these. And uh, I wouldn't say it's a huge net negative or positive but I'd probably lean towards the positive side I don't know what you think
0: I, I completely agree with absolutely everything you said I think it's a net positive uh, again part that's probably because the bar was so low yeah I know I think he is doing the absolute most he can with these players <laughs> I don't think he's working a, with a lot my critique of him and it's something I have with a lot of coaches is they have one game plan, and that's what they kind of stick with. And once it's kind of abused, they don't know how to deal with it. And with Almeida, again, it's a little bit harder because I think he's kind of not working with a lot, so he can't just like constantly be switching. And to be fair to him, when that Austin FC game, when he went to that four four two, I was kind of critical of him, and I kind of watched it back a little bit. He was telling, he kept going like this to Wando and Cade, I believe, to tell them one play under the other. So he kind of probably wanted a 4-5-1, and I just don't think they were listening to him. Um, But it's hard for him to make these changes and do these things, and I think he needs to make a lot of changes to how he's been analyzing the game. It's hard to do mid-season, but overall, like you said, there's been positive moments. We've seen a resurgence in the team. There's been a lot of great moments, and there's been sort of an identity to the team since he's arrived. But it's still like the bar so low that anything is a positive. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I mean, I think if things don't improve throughout this season, I think we definitely have to take a look and reevaluate the whole club. I mean, regardless, I think we have to reevaluate the whole club every season. But especially if things don't improve, we need to think, OK, there's there's a need for some big changes.
0: I, I think you give him one more season after this because he's got a lot of the pieces and he's had time to build. And if we don't start seeing consistency and I don't blame Almeida. I just because I, I, I think he he's proven that he can do quality things. I think it's just not right for us. I think the management needs to change from I believe Fisher is his name, all the way at the top needs to change after this season from top to bottom need to get in. And I, I feel bad for the staff because I think they're doing it they're, again. They're working hard and they're doing what they can, but it's just not working out and there needs to be a identity change. And when that new change were to come, even though it's not going to, because it's never going to happen. I wouldn't even want to win winning season for the first two or three years. I would just want to see that we're building towards something.
1: I think we're lucky there isn't relegation. That's for sure.
0: No, I, I wish there was so that we could be playing in the 15th division right now so that we could understand.
1: Yeah, it's not good.
0: I mean, and, and back to that earlier point where I made of, like, people going for who they like and when the team is good, this, that, and the other. Do you know how many Oakland roots stuff I've And I – Like stuff I've seen, and I get we both live closer to Oakland than we do to San Jose, but everyone was so pro Oakland whenever it was first coming out, and then they started to tank because they aren't a very good squad, and you didn't see any Oakland root stuff. And even though they were terrible, they because of money they got promoted to the USL, so you start seeing a bunch of Oakland stuff again. (laughs) So it's it's such it's it's a much bigger problem than just the earthquakes it's american soccer as a whole and you kind of saw that with the super league start to take over um but yeah it's it's so unbelievably frustrating i i i just it's taken years off my life (laughs) yeah um but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens i mean still a lot of games there's still a
1: lot of games left in the season
0: yeah i want to win we it's it's the rivals. I get they're a better team. It's the rivals, and we've dropped so many points. I want to win, and I want it with two by two or three goals. I want a dominating performance. I want, at the very least, at the very least, show me you're pissed off as a player, and as a management, and that you want to come out and win. I think at the very least, I just want a goal. I just want to go. for a goal. For I'm gonna be honest. Actually, um, we might score another own goal. Maybe, but that's not what I'm looking for.
1: I I just really want a goal. I want something to cheer for from the fans. I want want a sign of hope.